Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast featuring your hosts, Superfly and Danny Daybar is open. What's good? How you been? What's good, bro? First, quick little cheers. This is the first yeah. time we both have booze and we cheers. both decided to go with wine. <laughs> so my dude, cheers to you. Cheers to us making it through half of the year. Mm-hmm. For a hot minute, I was deciding between that and a truly, because I had a truly earlier, but I, wonder, I, I felt like... You have alcohol, so I'm like, bro, like... Let's just have a fucking drink tonight, you know. What I, mean? I, I don't know drink. if I should be uh, flattered or concerned for myself. Concerned with your life choices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, I think we could. I think we can like. What well, we're thirty-two episodes in now, thirty-three. I think there's probably no more than like three episodes where you're not drinking. Yeah, I have something. It's either well, no, a lot of them I had water in it. Um, oh, really? Then I had hookah and a few. And oh, that's true. Instead of, yeah, sometimes you didn't drink, you had the hookah instead. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. right. But that was the last, at least, I feel like, at least from like lockdown forward. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, when we look back on those videos, we're going to be like, yeah, it must have been a rough time because I had it truly in my hand, like every single video. Facts. 40 hours <laughs> truly, bro. Yeah. Um, bro, the hair's looking great, though, man. So, how are you feeling with the Thanks. results? Is it pretty much exactly how you want it to be, or are you still yeah. want to go? Uh, third time was a charm. Um, I'm pleased with it. Finally, uh, I think I do want to go a little bit lighter, but I think it'll naturally happen once I wash my hair out multiple times. It'll kind of the darkness will kind of fade, and then I think the the roots or the the bleach hair underneath will kind of get more revealed. So I think I'm gonna give it a couple more weeks. I mean, eventually I'll have to go back anyways because it doesn't last forever. So. How long is it meant to last? Uh, I think it really depends on like if if I want this exact color. Um, I'd say probably I think people have to get it toned like every couple months or something. That's not bad though. It's not yeah. like a, every couple weeks. Yeah. So I figure like you know come like maybe end of summer or something, I'll redo it or maybe even a couple months. We'll see. But I, the the whole purpose was for it to look different and i felt like before it didn't look that different um, yeah no but it's uh yeah it's progressed nicely what's well, been like almost throughout like four episodes so yeah, yeah. no it's good uh First time, she touched okay. your thing up herself or like uh, no so i got i i actually tried a new barber um oh, through, my, through my brother um flawless i loved his work and i was and he was cheaper than my other one uh, shout yeah, out to my other you, one. Yeah, after you feel bad for your, your OG, <laughs> yeah. like, like, oh, my nigga, I love you, but <laughs> with my he's pockets, my... these furlough pockets right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's my childhood friend, so it, it sucks. But at the same time, like, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to spend like 500 bucks a month or whatever on haircuts. Yeah. Um, so I went to that. Uh, this one, he, guy. the main guy, well, it was a house call. Uh, he ah, charged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it was like 120 bucks um and i get it like you have to come to someone's place you have to clean up you you're paying for the convenience but so for that one time i broke them off but after that i was like i personally i'd rather just drive somewhere and get similar service and uh yeah, especially yeah. with my pay cuts too like i'm not about to get a pay cut and fucking spend more so yeah, uh, like opposite of like sensible spending <laughs> So then uh, I saw my brother, my younger brother, get a cut. And I was like, oh, damn, your shit looks good. And he's like, yeah, I only paid like 40 bucks. Um, so nice. I was like, bet I'm going to go to this new guy. Turn out just the way I wanted. In fact, I 
I know my uh, ex barber is not watching this, but the new one I think personally did a, a better job for for less. So I'm like, makes sense. I'll go to him immediately the day after I went and got it dyed. Uh, so yeah, it was a nice weekend. It it really is true, like how much a fucking solid haircut will make you feel for like the next week or two. Dude, my brother, yo, I, we've been saying this shit forever, but dude, my brother got a fresh cut like on Friday. And like he was on his Instagram live, like just walking. And, he, and I was like, oh, bro, looking fresh. And he's like, bro, new haircut, new man. I'm like, bro, a new haircut legit makes you think, like, damn, do I really want to be in this relationship today? You know what I mean? Like, do I, do I really want to be in this shit today? Oh. Uh, nice, man. Looks good. Looks good for sure. Uh, dude, so I'm kind of like not screwed, but like I really didn't want to have to cut my own hair again. Um, but yeah, there's a knock on wood. No, but. There's an off chance that wifey may have COVID. Oh, so, man. Yeah, dude. She got tested today. We'll, we'll know in a couple days, but I'm not taking that chance of having her like, because she's like, hey, I'll come over and still cut your hair. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. just, just stay there. So I'm going to have to like cut my own shit tomorrow because I'm meant to go out Friday. Uh, so I mean, that's going to be like two hours, but it is what it is. Like, I did a good job last time and I can figure out now like the mirror and bullshit. So, yeah. But yeah, I was like, damn, it'll be dope. She'll take care of my hair. That'll be half an hour. No big deal. I'm like, damn, that's two hours of my night tomorrow. Fuck, but <laughs> I ain't doing shit anyway, so it's all good. Nice. Not to fucking use this episode to just gas each other up the whole time, but that shirt's dope. Where'd you get it? Thanks, bro. So this actually is from the 444 tour. Oh, shit. Dude, so it's a funny thing. Like, I'm always, I, I was never really that merch guy, but like for certain artists, I'm like, yo, I'm getting in line. I'm getting mm -hmm. something. So for Yeezy, uh, the same Pablo tour, how to do it. And then, bro, my boys were like, we went to the 444 tour. It was November 2017, which is fucking crazy how long ago that was. And I'm like, yo, I'm getting a shirt. And they're like, yeah, girl, I'm like, I want that super fat shirt. And he's like, uh, $80. I'm like, all right, no problem. My boy's like, bro, it's a Hanes t-shirt. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he was legit pulling me away. I'm like, bro. Like, I was like, yo, take my card. Just take this bite. Like, right. do it to me. I mean, like, the coolest Hanes t-shirt you'll ever find. Facts, bro. Like, and it's still, like, in good condition. Like, I don't really wear it unless, like, I'm doing, like, either this or going out to, like, a, a decent-looking spot. Like, I'm not wearing it to work out or anything. So, yeah, definitely worth it. And it came with... It came with three free months of title, obviously not free, because <laughs> this shit probably costs like really costs like ten dollars, and that shit cost me seventy. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, in theory, you can say that about anything. Like Mercedes built with the same materials as whatever the Acura is made of, or Facts. fucking Nikes are made with the same material. Like I know Gucci glasses and shit are made with the same materials as like Ray Bans or whatever else is like only forty dollars. So just logo on the front, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but definitely happy with the uh, with the come up, um, dude. So how's work been, bro? Like, fuck, we're going to exactly three months of lockdown for me. Uh, I got a town hall meeting tomorrow where they're kind of gonna give us more of a breakdown. But I've been saying this to you and like my friends and family, like, bro, like, there's a good chance. Like, my birthday's October 20th. I'm like, dude, I really don't want to go to work before then. Like, like I'm thinking about even like buying a desk for my place. Like, like, dude, I just don't want to do it. Like, I really just rather like figure out a way to set up at home. Because, mm -hmm. bro, I don't know if you've seen the news, but, like, Florida's cases keep going up, up, and up. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, clearly someone was lying. Because, like, the governor had us thinking this shit's fucking 
there's no coronavirus, go outside, not a big deal. And bro, like it's like 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 for like 10 days straight. I'm like, bruh. Yeah. So yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so um, I'm really thinking, I'm, I'm really gonna, I'm really hoping they're like, listen, we're gonna open the office September, but if you wanna come, it's up to you. Really January 1st, be back in the office. And I'm like, all right, that that's what I'm looking for. But we'll see. Yeah. But how about you, man? How's work going for you? Uh, same thing, same old, same old. Uh, fortunately, like I accidentally prepared for this because when I moved into my new place, um, my company gives us work from home, or at least my team gives us work from home Fridays. So nice. I was like, I kind of want a comfortable setup for when I do work from home. So like literally maybe a month before like the lockdown, uh, I had bought a desk and a monitor. Um, nice. And ever since then, I've just been using it, uh, which is fortunate because like shit, as you know, sold out like crazy. Bro, it's like, like workout bands. Like, yeah, workout bands. Workout bands sold out. <laughs> yeah, that shit said it was gonna come in like August or something. I'm like, I'm about to just build this shit myself with like a bunch of rubber bands or something. But um, work's been fine. I don't think we're going back uh, before the end of the year. Uh, even if okay. we do, my boss is like, we'd have to wear a mask. We, social distance can't use conference rooms so she's even like i'm i'm gonna work from home i don't know about everybody else and but you like, guys might be the last wave too right like or yeah phase your job yeah because they only want the essential people like i don't know data teams and stuff who need like big ass computers and sure, like sure. networks and all that whereas me i could i don't need it so don't have to deal with that fortunately i'm looking forward to working from home i just really want the state to open up so i can like do shit do outside shit. of it. Yeah. it was like going to the restaurant and stuff even though it was like half capacity and like you know all that it was still nice to just like see other human beings um well we'll see i mean i actually really wanted to to travel somewhere towards the end of the year like florida even because everything opened up kind of uh but it sounds like this shit is so unpredictable i don't even know if i can like realistically plan for a trip like sooner than 30 days before i plan yeah. on going yeah for sure dude so my boy um who's like one of my corporate basketball team dude he fucking it didn't take pto took took this week off to travel but yeah he's gonna work from europe for the rest of the summer damn with his family so he has a wife and two kids two like toddlers but she's from sweden so they're posting up they're going to work from one spot. Well, he's going to work from one spot during the week. She'll take care of the kids. And then the evenings, they'll go out. And then, like, on the weekends, they'll go and travel through Europe. Fucking goals on a million, bro. Wait, <laughs> wait where is he staying at? Like, Airbnbs and hostels and shit? No, so um, there, he has family in Sweden. So, like, his wife is half Swedish, half Iranian, I think. Uh -huh. um, so, like, they're staying at a family house. And then on the weekends, they're going and traveling to wherever, yeah, Airbnb, and then just coming back on like a Monday or a Tuesday to you know, work again, live the Swedish life, and then travel somewhere else in Europe. Shit. I might have to do that. Or do bro, like I was, a version. I, I read that shit come through my group chat. I was like, fuck you, bro. Like, that is like amazing. I'm going to be, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be super sad if this year passes and I realized like for the second half of 2020, I could have gone here, here, and here and worked from there and didn't do it. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, it's kind of tough right now because he only got into Europe because she has a European EU passport. Because oh. right now, those countries aren't accepting Americans in. 
Oh, they so, like, are. He got, yeah, they're not. So I think okay. there's like still a timeline. So most people can't just hop on a flight and be like, oh, we're here. Um, like even for me, for example, like next week I'm going, hopefully Sarah's in a better spot because we've got an Airbnb, but we're going to St. Augustine. It's like a nice little beach area in Florida. And then I'm doing two weeks of July back in New York. Then I'm going back in August. So at least I'm doing that. Like I'm not just stuck in my apartment losing my fucking mind. So yeah. Shit, I should go to like Florida and then Jamaica or some shit after. That'd be fire, bro. I go with you. You got family out there right now? No, but I'll fucking make fi- fine family out there. Walk <laughs> <laughs> on in town. <laughs> just finesse uh, my way into somebody's house. Dude, I'm super down, bro. Like, I, you can say it obviously with me. Uh, I would definitely do that shit in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, super down. So we'll talk about this shit offline. Um, but right, this episode's not going to be, I mean, hopefully not as, I mean, I don't think any episode we've been doing has been depressing, but obviously the state of the world right now, it's a fucking little depressing state. Um, so I think we just look back at 2020. This episode's episode 33. Just It's called Bigger Picture. Obviously, Little Baby dropped a phenomenal song with the same name, but Bigger Picture 2020, looking back, the year in the whole, we're literally at the halfway point of the year, and then maybe some things we're hoping will happen, won't happen, you know, for the rest of the year. Um, Let's kick it off first with the song, Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. Your thoughts, the impact, you know, what were your thoughts on the song? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, That was one of the first few times where I was actually impressed by Lil Baby, because before, I, I always saw him as, to be honest, like a generic southern rapper who kind of just mimicked young thug and gunna and everyone else i know he and gunna are like homies but it just all sounded like the same recycled shit to me i didn't think it was bad music it just didn't sound like something i needed to pay attention to but when he released this track um i was impressed that i didn't think he was capable of writing something so i guess profound versus his other stuff um it was a pretty solid uh, message too, and um, I think it goes to show that, like, regardless of the style that artists have, they can produce conscious music in the right way, and it doesn't have to be corny, or it doesn't have to come across as corny. Um, and I think a lot of artists are afraid to take that risk. Um, granted, we're in a time where, like, I won't say it's uh, clout chasing, but like, it, it's gonna. If he had released a song like this, let's say, I don't know, fucking two years ago when police brutality was sort of a thing, but not as big as it is now, like, I feel like people wouldn't feel like they have a need to speak up. Whereas now it's like, if you're not speaking up, people are going to fucking punish you for it. So I'm just glad he did it. And I'm hoping other artists like him who normally rap about lean or whatever it is kind of take a moment to reflect on what's going on and and convince people or encourage people to be more active uh as far as activism goes yeah dude uh very well said uh i i, mean, I was super impressed because i thought his album my turn was very good and dude, the publicity he got from bigger picture made that album go number one again in the oh, fucking shit. country even though the album dropped, I think five or six weeks ago. Wow. Um, yeah. Wait, well, so I that was an even... album they added to the album? No, 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 no. So people were just so in love with oh, the picture what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. that they went and checked out his fucking album, uh-huh. and that album fucking shot through the roof. Um, That's impressive. 
But yeah, I do. I thought the, the fucking song was amazing. The video was dope. The visuals were dope. The, I feel like the black and white at the protest on a fucking mountain bike, just like, yo, we're here. Um, dude, the fact that song was three and a half minutes long, I was like, yo, let's go. Like, because it would have sucked to have like an impactful song only be like 95 seconds, like also yeah. like XXX shit. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> like, we need content, man. Like, this is not the time to fucking have a clever hook and just like say a couple lines. So yeah. it was very like impactful that way. And then, bro, it's just like, you know, the things we've been saying about Mac Miller since we've been doing this show, like, it's cool to see the growth in someone, man. Like, like you said, like two years ago, he was just that guy, that cool song with Drake that went fucking quadruple platinum. And then now he's fucking literally could be considered a conscientious rapper after that one song. Right. I feel people are looking at him in a different light now. And then, dude, if you look at the entire QC uh, roster, like, bro, like, he probably is their leading man right now, right? I know there was talks about him, like, maybe leaving the camp. Bro, Little Baby may be the hottest thing in hip-hop all of 2020. So, like, I don't know if Rock Nation's trying to pull a fast one, but, yo, dude, like, if QC lets him leave, bro, I'm not saying they're mm-hmm. fucked because they got other guys in the roster, but, wow, this yeah. guy can't miss right now, bro. Like, holy shit. Like, he's been top 10 on albums the past like three fucking months like it's fucking insane and he's always dropping shit that's why i know i made that joke last time he's like it's my turn i'm like motherfucker when has it not been your turn <laughs> like all you've been doing is dropping music but dude he, he can't miss right now man so yeah good for him good for uh good for qc they keep him but yeah dude, i think this is really good for the culture in general like we needed someone dropping some impactful shit so i know we're about to go into like other songs that came out other albums that came out this year like I, I like for example like future you know life is good it was a good escape but in context life isn't good right i mean yeah, like yeah. what are we happy about bro and then like i know yachty drops some shit that was like all right this is good but like we needed something that we can relate to what we're doing now bro like mm-hmm. right now shit sucks let's fucking talk about that i mean how are you dealing with this shit can i relate it anyway so i think the streets and the culture as a whole really fucking needed this and uh, I think he delivered on every fucking level. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy because I feel like 2019 was the baby's year, and now little baby's taking over 2020. Um, yeah, but the baby, like again, I I really haven't checked for his album, but dude, a lot of people say it's actually still a pretty good album. So, um, I mean, he had a couple songs. I think Rockstar with Roddy Rich went fucking number yeah. one on the charts. That was his first number one, uh, number one single, which is actually fucking- yeah. Them two, Roddy Rich and the Baby. When I think of 2019, that's that's who I think of. Facts, bro. Like in, in a very like in a very big way, like took over. I still think Young Thug had the best album of last year, but as far as an overall wave throughout the year, I think those two were like head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So we'll get to other shit that dropped, um, you know, recently. But when you look back at 2020, man, what are some like standout moments for you, like musically? Obviously, the lockdown to one of them, but just like looking back at these last six months now, like, you know, what's your like top three perspectives? Um, biggest moments. I mean, off the top of my head, the more, more recent one is Six Nines Return. Um, not that I think he's gonna go down as like one of the best rappers ever or anything, but it is pretty interesting to see how worked up the the rappers get over someone like him just because he 
you know, basically snitched on his homeboys and everything and came back and is, is making music. But I think some of the hypocrisy I see in it is most of these rappers aren't real to begin with. Yeah. And no, and at the end of the day, he's successful because people really don't give a shit about how real someone is. I think, I think to a degree they do. Cause like, I don't know, people like 21 Savage or NBA young boy or whatever, even though they make good music, I think people really cling on to the image and the fact that they might've caught some bodies and all that stuff. But I feel like generally speaking, if, if the music itself is good, then people listen to it and they don't really care too much about whether the person's authentic. Um, so I feel like after this, I think these, this past year, a couple years, even we're going to see more and more of rappers, like just straight up admitting that they don't do any of the things that they rap about. And as long as the songs are good, like people aren't going to give a fuck. Um, maybe even to the degree of like ghostwriting. Uh, Damn, I don't see that happening. Like straight up ghostwriting, like. Yeah, I don't see that happening, bro. Uh -huh. Like unless you're a fucking like ten year old, like we have like a new bow wow or some mm -hmm. shit. We're like, all right, he's a kid. Yeah. But I can't have no thirty five year old man telling me some fucking. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know about thirty five, but like someone like Killer Roy, for instance. I. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah for sure. Yeah. I I thoroughly believe someone's writing his lyrics, which yeah. is fine. Like right, but that's like he's a kid, bro. Like yeah, like it. Once you get into like, yo, like you're, if you're legal to fucking go to war, I need you writing your fucking lyrics, bro. Like, yeah. we can't be having no fucking like ghost writing shit. So, yeah. um, okay, what else stood out for you uh, in 2018 uh, so far? Let me just have a look at my playlist. It was kind of a blurry moment. I mean, Pop Smoke was another moment, which is unfortunate because I was just, I feel like he was on the cusp of like becoming the next big thing. And then it just yeah. all disappeared. Um, nice. But I feel like his sound still lives on. And I feel like his death didn't have the impact that some of the other ones had. Even though it was pretty big, I feel like it kind of just dissipated and never really became anything. And I'm not too sure why. I guess he didn't have a chance to, to really... Impact uh, industry. I mean, I would guess. I mean, dude, honestly, because dude, he died late February. So, dude, three weeks later, we're in a fucking national pandemic. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was hard to really even like wrap your mind around. Like, damn, Pop Smoke's dead at fucking twenty. You know? Yeah. But I mean, that was another cool moment. Uh, I do like the style, and I think that we're gonna see more of that coming around, especially with like a UK rap becoming a thing sure. um and then i'd say the the third one uh i don't know i think like the tussie slide and just like moana and TikTok type raps um and just the whole digital scene becoming bigger with COVID. i feel like we're gonna see more of that play out in the future so it's just interesting to see um those artists being forced to get more creative on ways to keep people entertained and monetize stuff and everything um so i think that moment really made me think to myself you know what is what is it gonna be like you know a year or two from now uh you know are artists gonna be paying even more attention to uh 
you know, digital platforms and, and trying to build user bases and stuff that way. I still wish Drake never had released Tissy Slide. Or, I mean, I, I don't have an issue with him releasing it, but I, I, for me, it just felt... Uh, like he's above that, right? Yeah, it felt somewhat lazy, I guess. Like, I just know he's capable of making a way doper, catchy track. Um, but... I mean, it, yeah, is what shit, it is But it's like, then you like, but the shit went number one. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like, but I feel like <laughs> it's so easy for him to go number one. Like, he, he could try not to go number one. He'll still end up at like number three at a minimum or some shit. Right. Like what we told you, when he dropped that take care package, which was like and literally a compilation yeah. of old ass songs. Yeah. Number one hip hop song in the country. Like, what, bro? This yeah. is all like from 2013. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems like everyone's just more and more obsessed with the numbers the more like we have these conversations and everything i feel like the artists are just more and more obsessed with getting that quick number one like Dude, i would say that's the case now more than ever in the new normal um just because bro numbers are everything when you can't go on tour so you really got to figure out how to monetize whatever the fuck you're doing so i get that and it's funny dude like if Dude, like when, when I'm, I'm just really curious about, like, and we'll get to like the future in a second here, but like, when are people gonna go back on tour? Cause I feel like if that keeps getting pushed back, then I think your third point about like the digital platform really taking over will take over, right? Like, yeah. like really, people will just be making songs for the next like TikTok challenge and hoping their song is that one song that fucking takes off. Cause like, bro, like I'd even I sent you a couple of videos of like the Gooba. Dude, I like when I heard Gooba, I'm like, this is not gonna be a TikTok sensation. And then mm -hmm. I went on our TikTok account. There's like three million videos just to that song. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I was like, yo, when I heard that song, I did not even like. There's no way I even envisioned that. But like, if he did figure that out, like, yo, kudos to him, bro. Cause, wow. And I'm sure you're getting fucking paid off that alone. Yeah. So. No, I think people are. Uh... At least when I had uploaded one of our videos from his live stream, like when he released Trolls, there's like hundreds of fake music videos pretending to be the release of Trolls. I feel like Six Nine is uh, his name is like the perfect um, way for anyone who wants clicks, essentially, or views yeah. uh, to get them because people are just so intrigued by how fucking crazy he is and all his antics and stuff yeah i knew even if gooba wasn't like a pop friendly track that like little white girls would make videos to i knew they're gonna find a way to like dude like little white like you, fuck little white girls like dude gorgeous white women but with a smile on their face the, like like <laughs> i'm like what the fuck <laughs> and then they fucking turn around and have like the fattest ass i'm like yo what is happening right now bro yeah. like so yeah, dude, TikTok. We need to get like, like we need to do more on TikTok, bro. Like we may need to like, just like have like a TikTok moment and just cause like, bro, there's like there's so much happening on that platform that I'm just like overwhelmed by. Like, yeah, it looks listen, you just go to like any one song, you're like, dude, what the fuck? There's like a million videos here. Yeah. Um, dude, for me, 2020, looking back, um, dude, obviously COVID, like that has to be like, I mean, no, obviously my mom, you know, recipes to my mom, like that's one of like the, the the biggest thing for me um you know just giving you giving me perspective on so many things um you know shit you should be doing shit you shouldn't be doing you know appreciating the ones you, you have in your life blah 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 so obviously you know 
Losing My Mom was the biggest thing for me in 2020 thus far. Musically, dude, for me, it was fucking Mac Miller. Like, that album is just fucking phenomenal to me. So, like, Circles, like, the fact that he dropped two more songs, and, like, it took that album from, like, an 8 to, like, a 10 to me, for me. And, mm-hmm. like, I think Complex had it as, like, top six songs of the year thus far. Um, and you say, you look at his body of work, and, like, for him to, like, I don't know if he has more music coming from, like, you know, I don't know. I, I heard he was, just, like, in the studio all the time. But, dude, if this is the last album we ever get, like, bro, for me personally, like, yo, this is... You go out with this, bro, because I know yeah. it's not like a lot of rapping, but it still is. You know, what I mean? there's something about him that like he's singing, but you know he's a rapper, bro. Like he's a yeah. fucking lyrical rapper, but has a different approach to it. So like just getting that body of work circles was very like impactful for me and helped me out a lot throughout like uh you know dealing with my mom and stuff. And then, dude, really, it's just the idea. So my third point is the idea of 2020. Like, you were just talking about how, like, maybe traveling would be off your agenda because you're like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Dude, the idea that we're not going to have any concerts or festivals attended by either of us this year mm-hmm. is, like, depressing. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, like, we'll talk about the next six months, but, like, the fact that I haven't gone to anything for this year thus far from January 1st till today, June 17th, is like, damn, bro, like, Really? Like, I didn't see one fucking concert. I didn't see one fucking show. And, I'm, and I haven't seen anything in the past three months. Like, dude, it's like, like, dude, May through September is like peak fucking festival season, you know? Um, like, I don't know if I would have gone to Coachella again this year, but dude, at least like some shows locally. You know, I had tickets to see um, Tiny Impala in June. Um, I had tickets to go see The Weekend next month. And like, that shit's just like, yeah. Awesome. Like, that's probably the biggest, like, yeah, there's something about being at a live event, man, with other people. Because you literally walk in, even if it's a venue of a thousand or a venue of forty thousand, you have something in common with everyone next to you, yep. which is like a fucking beautiful thing, right? Because we're all like, we're all different, but yeah, you know, there's a couple of things we can all connect on, and like we're all literally fans of whoever's performing, and we know all the songs. So when a song comes on, you can fucking put your arm around the guy next to you, like yo, blah, you know, you're saying this off your lungs, like. So it just sucks that, like, not to get depressing, but, like, that's a depressing thing where, like, damn, we haven't had that shit all year. And that probably could do, honestly, lead to a lot of the, obviously, the Black Lives Matter stuff, you know, COVID. Like, these are all serious things. But, dude, there's, like, there's a release from people going to these events and being like, yo, damn, that was amazing. Like, that's just happiness, right? Yeah. There's a lot of happiness that has been taken away from the world over these past three to four months for sure i was actually my friend was actually supposed to go to a lupe concert uh next weekend but for some reason they pushed it a week earlier so he can't go um and i was the concert still happening yeah i don't know how it's in the bay san francisco so i don't know if it's if it's just if he's gonna have like a laptop on stage and people are gonna zoom call his ass or something but uh I mean, it's Father's Day weekend. It's last minute, so I'm probably not gonna go. But like, yeah, just being um, unable to to go to those events, I didn't realize like how much it would make me feel like, uh, you know, I lost a bunch of time this year by yeah. being forced to be at home and stuff. I, I mean, being at home and everything, reflecting on life and you know what I want to for myself in the future and everything has been cool, but. 
at the same time, I think having gone to the first Rolling Loud kind of like kickstarted uh, my love for shows and everything. I had been to concerts before that, but I think being in that environment, like it felt like an adult Disneyland almost. Yeah. Um, Even and, though we were surrounded by kids. Yeah. Yeah, now it's kind of weird because these motherfuckers got younger and younger somehow. Like, and I we're felt getting like older and older, bro. Yeah. It's like 16-year-olds now. We're like 30. And back then, we were like late 20s, mid-20s. And these motherfuckers were maybe early 20s, late teens. So it wasn't as weird. But now it's kind of crazy. But yeah, um, I do miss that feeling of connecting with the crowd and like all feeling like you're a part of some fun cult for like two hours. Yeah. Uh, and we probably won't get that for, you know, another six months or so, which is crazy to think about. Wild, dude. Wild. So as far as looking forward then to the second half of the year, are there any specific music drops you're looking forward to? Uh, and then, like, do a couple predictions of what you think may play out over the next six months. Yeah. I mean, just with everything going on and the lack of anything from Kendrick, I feel like he has no choice but to do something by the end of the year. I think we'll get something from Shout him. out, though. It's Kendrick Lamar's birthday today. June oh, 17th. Shit. Shout out to him. I was actually listening to his song. Or I think it's called Black of the Berry. Um, came out five years ago. Uh, and I think that was... I don't know if that was around the time of Trayvon. I believe it was. Um, but anyway, it kind of talks about similar things going on. Um, but yeah, I'm really hoping Kendrick releases something. I don't know. And I feel like Kendrick is probably going to put out a project. I think you mentioned Drake is already planning on uh, releasing something. Yeah, at some point this summer, yeah. yeah. I think those are the only two people where I'm really eager to get something from. Everyone else, like, I'm down for it, but it'll just be, you know, something to listen to when I'm driving around. I'm not tripping if they don't release anything. Okay. And then what about as far as like overall predictions of like how shit might be like in the world or just in oh, your shit. life over the next six months? I'm actually worried. I think election time is when shit will get real tense. Um, regardless of if Trump wins or not, like somebody's going to be pissed. Um, it's going to be all the fucking like pseudo Nazis and shit, far right people who are extra, extra Trump supporters, you know, just fucking rioting in the streets. And then if it's not Trump, I feel like we're gonna have something similar to, not that I wanna discount the people who are peacefully protesting, but I'm sure that might escalate a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of concerned about that, like what it's gonna mean for race relations and just all this shit moving forward. Cause I, uh, I, like as tense it is, as it is right now, another four years of that, like I think it's just gonna be exhausting. Yeah, dude, and like not to get into this shit too much because I know we're trying to like not get like depressed by this, but we can't because of like the world we live in, bro. But the fucking mass suicide attempts of people just hanging themselves by on trees over the past like seven days, like, yeah. what the fuck, bro? Like, you're just like, okay, dude, we don't know the facts, so I don't want to jump to conclusions and say these are all like lynchings, bro. But holy shit, yeah, is this fucking aggressive? Because there's literally like one or two every day now for the past like seven days. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no foul play. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And there's no video. Like you're telling me this guy or girl walked to a fucking major intersection and no one saw anything. Like get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, it's wild. I haven't done any research on it. I mean, part of me did think to myself like, 
okay, if someone wanted to make a statement, they wanted to kill themselves. Hundred percent. Like I, I that's agree. a like that's a cool way to do it, but at the same time, I mean, it's multiple occurrences. Uh, I don't know, like the demographic of the areas where this shit took place. Wouldn't surprise me if someone actually did want to lynch someone. It could be a mix. Like there could be some people who are like, I don't know, Antifa, and they're like, fuck it. I'm gonna kill myself anyways. Might as well make it a political statement. Kill myself then, with the movement over. Yeah. yeah. And then other people who are like literally lynching people. So who knows? I mean, Bruh, it's, it's all disturbing. That shit. Disturbing as fuck, bro. Yeah. So, dude, my my predictions or anything. Yeah. Same as you. Like, I'm probably like checking the most for Drake and Young Thug. Because uh, if you go back to uh, 2020 episode. I, I thought Young Thug would take over the year, and obviously a lot of has changed six months in. Maybe there's a reason why he's not dropping music, blah, blah, blah. But um, I'm really excited to see what he does over the next six months. And obviously, Drake you knows Mike is our guy, so I definitely want to see what he does. As far as other things, man, with the election, dude, yeah, like I'm with you, man. Like it's going to be bad either way. Like I, I really think there's going to be. If Trump wins, though, I feel like it's going to be bad for, like, four more years. If Biden wins, I think it's going to be very uncomfortable for people who didn't vote for Trump for, like, the first six to seven months. Yeah. Like, I feel like that that specific demographic he caters to is going to let us know how much they don't like the fact he didn't win, right? And mm -hmm. he fucking antagonizes them and make them makes them feel like they have a right to do whatever the fuck they want. Um... So yeah, man, I just really hope that goes over peacefully and like people aren't hurt. Cause like I can really see shit going left in a very bad way come November if either or aren't elected. Um, and then as, as far as like, dude, I just really hope, this is more of a prediction, not based on any science or anything I've read. Dude, I just hope we can go back to some normalcy, bro. Like, and again, I know there's a lot of things people say the new normal, but there's a lot of shit that we were doing before that we probably should stop. So, like, I'm fine with that. But, dude, like, going out to eat, you know, wanting to embrace your friends with a hug or a kiss on the cheek, shit like that, bro. Like, I really just hope, like, maybe it's not a vaccine, because honestly, bro, like, if they come out with a vaccine, I ain't taking that shit. Like, I'm be the fucking first. Like, I'm not taking that shit, like, at yeah. all. Maybe if I was, like, 60 and, like, terrified of, like, you know, the repercussions. But, like, like right now, I'm a young 31-year-old with fucking a great immune system. Fighting, yeah. You know, so I just want to be like, I, I'm. Like, if it was today, and they were like, "Yo, we're lining up outside, come over," I'm like, "Nah, bro, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'll take my chances." Same. But I really just hope that, like, yo, like over the course of next six months, there's no second wave. We can. I know we're still in the first wave. We can handle this shit. Put it to bed and just, you know, all right, we'll have some new normals. We'll, you know, maybe we shouldn't be doing certain things, but fuck, man, like, the people need to be together, bro. Like, I can't. Because I know even, like, with the Spanish flu and shit, like, you go back about 100 years and, like, sh I get people had to isolate for a while, but fuck, after... Dude, especially now where we have, like, so much technology where you see people out and you're like, damn, you, I can't... I can't be cooped up here anymore because, again, luckily both of you and I are... We're employed. You know, much really hasn't changed from a financial standpoint, so we have luxuries that a lot of people don't. But still, bro, when you know you could have been hanging out with other people, right? That's that perspective, like... Like, you know, if you compare yourself to, like, a starving kid in the savannah, like, all right, yes, like, I have things much better, but that person there also doesn't know how, what it's like to have certain things. Like, 
we know what it's like to, damn, I'm gonna catch a flight, I'm gonna go see you, we're gonna go to this concert, we're gonna have a great fucking five-day weekend. Like, that shit's, like, gone. So I really hope we can have more of that, bro. Like, I can plan a trip to come see you in L.A., and it's not, like, some, like, dude, be careful, be safe. You know, yeah. like, I just wanna go and see, like, yeah, let's go to fucking Nobu, let's go for a drive on the PCH, like, let's just fucking go have fun. Like, right now, if you do, do that shit, like a fucking rebel, you know what I mean? Like you crazy, yeah. bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely am looking forward to that whenever it does happen, because I feel like I am like looking over my back, constantly paranoid. Actually, I'm not even paranoid myself. I just know other people are. So like when I go to UPS or the grocery store, or whatever, I'm like purposely walking fucking six feet away and you know washing my hands like every time I touch anything. Which I guess is not a bad habit to have, but like at the same time, I feel like it's not nice or comforting to live in fear 24 seven. Right. Um, there's one thing to do it, but yo, I'm a cleanly person. There's one thing yeah. I'm doing it like, yo, if I don't do it, I might die. Like that's like, mm -hmm. like that's what I'm like. I don't want that shit. Right? Yeah. It's a whole different story. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to hold my breath until the end of the year i feel like things will get better assuming like the there's fall. not no crazy outbreak like come things will normalize come like september october bro i hope so man from you to god's ears man because it's just wild bro like even like you know i just did a whole church event over the weekend and like just not being able to be at the church like doing online was cool but like, bro, there's something about like, literally, I believe in the Holy Spirit, like being yeah, in a like actually feeling stadium of like other people feeling what the people are saying. Like, you know, it's cool to do it on t on your computer, but like after a while, like, you know, it's not the same. And again, yeah. it's not the same because we know what it should be, right? Like, that's where like it really fucks with me. But yeah, man, just uh, from us to God's ears, man, I really hope we can just go back to be able to embrace your neighbor, your loved ones, man. Because like, yeah, like. You know, I only have like my God, my grandmother's 77. So like, you know, on a, you know, God willing to have at least 10 more years of her. So like, I can't go on another 10 years and not able to be able to fucking give her a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Like, come on, that's going to fucking suck. So yeah, it is what it is though. But, um, all right, man. So that's kind of our bigger picture. There's a couple more rundowns though. Cause I know we spoke about a lot of things, um, leading up to this week. So the six, nine IG live, I didn't see it. I know you just, I want you to touch base on that. And then apparently trolls did not do that well on the charts. So give me your perspective on the IG live thing. And I'll touch on the, uh, how it didn't or didn't do well on the billboards. Yeah. So I tuned into his IG live. Um, definitely wasn't as crazy as his first one. I think this one had like 800,000 people, which is still a lot. Like I think Tori still a lot like, for a midnight that, on the right? East coast. Cause last yeah. time it was like 3 PM. This is like, people were fucking asleep. Bro. Yeah. So you can't fake those numbers. Granted, I'm sure a lot of them aren't fans of him and just wanted to see if he's going to do anything crazy or say anything crazy. Call somebody out, yeah, which he did. Yeah. So I think the main takeaway I got from it was he called out Meek Mill for essentially working alongside a Rock Nation employee who allegedly got caught up selling coke and shit and worked, cooperated with the feds, a.k.a. she's a snitch by street definition at least um and he called meek mill out like yo you're saying if you hang out with rats that makes you a rat and basically you're picking and choosing who's uh 
a, a valid rat or not. Um, and maybe in some people's eyes, it's like, oh, she's not trying to be a hardcore rapper. Therefore, it doesn't matter. I'm getting a check from her. She's doing this or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how this shit works, but clearly he's trying to point out the hypocrisy with that. Then he eventually tries to get Nikki on his live. For some reason, that, that doesn't work out. Yeah. So he I joins think he her live. Filter that was fucking driving. Oh me yeah, crazy. that fucking rainbow shit. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> yeah. It was like you're on shrooms looking at it. Um, but yeah, he joined her live, and they basically talk about the same thing for a minute, and saying, you know, there's people out here not writing their own raps. There's plenty of people snitch who have snitched in the past, and basically all the attention's on Takashi because it's the most uh, obvious scenario of that i guess except he's the probably the only one who actually owns it whereas a, a lot of other rappers probably cooperate and just throw it on push it under the rug um what do you yeah. do i what so tell me your your thoughts on this i found it hysterical and I, I i like the way he goes about his delivery at times on the ig live like when he was pointing out like the rock nation one i love that like he repeats himself like six times mm -hmm. so he's like this is a Rock Nation employee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, this, and then he, so, you know what I'm saying? But this yeah. is a, I'm like, bro, like, I was like dying. Uh, <laughs> no, it was like a class presentation. Like, he didn't want anyone to forget. He literally yeah. did, yeah, he did that for like a solid minute. He's like, Meek Mill, Desiree Perez. Yep, Meek Mill, Meek Mill. <laughs> Desiree Perez. Let me, tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Meek Mill, Desiree Perez. <laughs> Informant. Meek Mill. I mean, the thing about him is like he does sound very convincing when, whenever he describes something. He like pulls up evidence and all this shit. Um, but I think the bigger thing is these rappers, it's like self destruction in a way to come at him and try to like top, bring up street code and shit like that. Cause then he'll just bring up instances of where they may have looked soft or had worked with somebody who did something that's against street code and all this stuff. Um, yeah. And it just makes them look bad. Yeah, no, I, dude, I completely agree. So, like, yeah, it's, dude, I, honestly, right now, I think it's foolish for any rapper to go at him because you're just adding fire to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're adding fuel to the fire. Like, you're just, you're making him bigger than he actually is. Um, and then you're just you you come off like bro why are you so insecure that you're going at this like like we know what this is and this is just entertaining like why are you coming down from your pedestal and like do you never hear fucking drake or jay-z address this like come on bro like yeah so and also like you know how a lot of rappers talk about just not fucking with white people and or cracker ass crackers and shit like that and there's you know super hyper pro black and everything but then behind the scenes i feel like a lot of them want to be surrounded by like white executives and stuff like that and mm. feel like they're on because i i remember this one song that yg's featured on it's not a big song um i think the dude's name's like aaron ray or something he's a singer uh but yg one of his lyrics is um I have white friends now. That's how you know I'm popping. Um, and it just made me think because I'm sure he wasn't thinking much of it when he said it. He's just basically sure. saying I'm successful now and I'm dealing with white people doing business and shit. But I feel like a lot of these rappers, once they get to a certain level, they 
they don't really care about uh anything else but working with people of a certain status so if desiree perez is like some high level executive who's doing this and that there's no way he's gonna call her a snitch but if you're like a black or mexican or hispanic gangbanger and you snitch then all of a sudden it's like you're not worthy of making an exception sure um so i thought that was kind of interesting that's why i kind of like if if all that is true i sided with six nines argument a bit because i feel like they're coming at him specifically because he's portraying a certain image and it's just weird how people do pick and choose in that regard yeah so i i don't think i don't think so as far as like the ig live i mean that was to release the song trolls uh, i think both you and i like this song i actually thought it was better than gooba um so right. i think it's like a better flow like and it was cool how they go back and forth I mean, Nikki's. I mean, I've always liked Nikki as far as she's talented. The, 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 the beat for her and Cardi B was like just weird. Like, like why are you being so envious when you're like a legend in the game? Um, the the actual numbers don't come out till next week, but it was just weird how like they kept really reposting the YouTube numbers, but apparently a lot of those came from like paid searches. So uh -huh. I know that that's like more your realm. So like educate the listeners on like how like you can really make views happen but not really be because apparently like uh the billboard doesn't count a lot of those numbers because if you set up the keywords in a certain way that like you paid for those people to look at it those don't count for you so you know you want to yeah. shed some light on that yeah i actually do recall like even way before this um random up and coming rappers i'd i'd get an ad basically saying to watch the video or it would be a like a six second ten second ad of the music video Every now and then I would hear like an actual song I liked and then click on it and go to the video. But those views all count, count towards the total. So there'd be these no name rappers with fucking like 2 million views, but clearly they paid for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that works with the billboard and everything. I know it's like a good strategy, but at the same time, I don't know how the billboard can possibly filter out those ads. I mean, I guess they could technically look at the advertising account and yeah. see like how many views or clicks or whatever came from the ads but oh, we're like organic yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if you did something like that and like try to troll the system technically it's not according, according to no uh the dude from no jumper that's what happened bro so i think the numbers are going to come out next week that trolls is not going to be a top 10 record maybe uh -huh. a top 25 but again who cares? Yeah. But personally, I do think this is one of his better songs. So that For was sure. impressive. Yeah. Um, but my reason why I think it didn't do as well is what I kind of mentioned last week is like, bro, we got too much shit going on. Mm -hmm. We don't got time for this, bro. Like, we don't yeah. got time for these gimmicks. Like, no one cares if Meek Mill is fucking associated with a fucking former. Like, again, the fact that 800,000 people logged on at midnight on a Thursday is phenomenal. So kudos to him. I'm sure a lot of people couldn't do that. But as far as like properly checking for the music, I feel like people aren't checking for that shit right now. Like people want little baby. People want, we'll get into J. Cole in a second. People want like substance, bro. Like yeah. help me understand what the fuck is going on through your music, not sure. just... Again, maybe not right or wrong because, you know, maybe we just need entertainment too, but I think the vast majority of the demographic, the culture right now, 
is like, bro, like we need substance, bro. I need something that can help me understand what the fuck I'm seeing on the news and on social media every day, not some random club song when I'm not going to the club any fucking time soon. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And speaking of, I think that G Easy song, I forget the the dude you mentioned was on it, but he had he released a song talking about everything going on. Um, and I think it was the number one trending video on YouTube. Like oh, when really? I searched like yesterday yeah, or something. Yeah, it's the, the dude is one half of the. It's like a R and B rap group called They. Oh, um, that group. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It's, he, Drew Drew Love, I think, or Drew yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You know, like, so side note, super fucking random. I was at a cons a festival in New York called Greatest Day Ever. It's like a two day festival. Yeah. I had never heard of them before, bro. They came on stage, and dude, literally I was they. like, literally they, and I was just like. Who the fuck is this, bro? And I'm, you know, obviously, like, normally, like, the first time you see a band or an artist, you're like, all right, it takes a while. Maybe by the last song, bro, from the first song, I was like, it's like sucked in. And I fucking listened to the album. The album's fucking phenomenal. I think it's called New Religion. Uh-huh. Uh, NU Religion, bro. So, yeah, no, they are legit. But, yeah, I think that song, the Jeezy one, was just, like, half of them, which is, like, the Drew Love guy. Yeah, another super talented. My brother told me, he I don't know if you read this in some random publication, but he said they was comprised of uh, some like two known artists who had this like random anonymous moniker and like didn't ever reveal themselves. But from what I understand, there's actually two actual dudes, right? Like who aren't. No, it's two. It's two actual dudes. It's not like, like Ty Dolla signing fucking. Black no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's not Khalid and fucking like Tory Lanez or some shit, like on the low. This is like they're like legit, like two. I do. I think they're like. I don't think either of them is like older than 24, 25. Like they're young oh, as fuck. Wow. That's yeah. how it always is. Like the, I feel like the best up and coming artists are like emo seventeen year olds who have this talent. Dude, that guy in the Jeezy song, he is emo to the fucking core, bro. Like. Uh-huh. Very emo. So, like, that was coming across on stage very well. Like, yo, you couldn't take your eyes off them. So, yeah, so I'll, t- I'll definitely check for that song. But, yeah, that's my point about uh, 6 9 bro. Like, I think the song was actually really good. Probably one of his better songs. If you, you literally, like, it might be a top five song for him. Mm-hmm. But just in the grand scheme of things, bro, like, they say timing is everything. Like, dude, right now, I don't think people really want to fucking listen to that shit right now. Like, it's, it's like, when am I going to go out? Like you're you're saying you're saying you're 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 not saying nothing, but you're saying nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nothing you're saying is is right. at all like impacting my life in any way. So, which is kind of crazy because I know when Gooba came out, we were both saying like impeccable timing, COVID nineteen, everyone's bored looking for something to entertain them, and then like and then, literally the complete opposite thing. Like nobody has time to focus on anything but Black Lives Matter, and now he can't. He probably realistically can't get that buzz back unless he does something wild like a month from now yeah again dude like things in the world may change and shit may open up and as like people start going to clubs again like maybe like they'll be in a better space for that but right now bro like yeah like again i was I, i'm in i'm intrigued to see what the charts say but i can't see that being a top 10 billboard entry like, i just i just can't yeah uh, but speaking about Black Lives Matter, before we get into Heat of the Week, I want to touch upon quickly Dave Chappelle's most recent stand-up, uh, 846, which is exactly the amount of time that it took for 
that fucking piece of shit cop to kill uh, George Floyd in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, so did you get a chance to watch the stand-up at all? Yeah, I watched it. Um, and I watched it this past weekend with uh, my brothers as well. Um, I thought it was really good. I mean, it wasn't, I don't think it was the comedy people expected. It was just like listening to your uncle say some real shit for like 10 minutes. Yeah, so um, that's the thing. That's where like, so I, I hate that I saw, um, cause obviously this was like, dude, this was like random. So like, this was like, I think Friday it dropped and then people were just talking about it like on Twitter, on Instagram, all So I was like, oh shit, it's gonna be fucking hysterical. I can't wait to watch this. And then I watched it, I was like, oh, this is not funny at all. Yeah. But it's not bad. Like it wasn't bad. Like it was impactful. Like he was being very clear and direct. Um, but it's hard to label it a fucking stand-up when I don't think his intention was to make anybody laugh. It was just more like, hey, this is my perspective. This is why I haven't been talking. But yeah. as far as like haha jokes, like, do I think he maybe had in those what? I think it was like a 20-minute episode. I don't I think he maybe had like one or two punchlines that he really wanted to bring home. Yeah. Um, Candace Owens. Times, yeah, Candace Owens, Pussy Stinking. Um, that was phenomenal. Um, and then and then he even asked the audience a couple of times, like, hey, are you bored? You know what I mean? So like yeah. I think he okay, so on Flagrant 2, um, they were talking about how like they think that he had a full stand-up, and these were just parts of it that had to do with this current events, and he just put that out. And then we're gonna get, and then from that kind of makes sense to me. Um, but I thought it was impactful. Like if it was a TED talk, I'd go watch that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's just weird when you go in. Like I, it's weird when I had certain expectations because I was going into it thinking like, all right, cool, it's gonna be a, a good way to fucking laugh about everything. Because fuck, everything's depressing as shit. Yeah. And then it was still kind of even more depressing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think he'll? Actually, first, let me talk about one of the things I'm glad he brought up was the Chris Dorner dude. Yeah. Uh, the manifesto guy. Because I remember vividly I was at work when all this was going down and we were watching the TV in the that kitchen. That was only in February, right? Uh, what? Sorry? That happened in February, right? That was no, like that happened like way back in, I think like 2014 or some shit. Oh, okay. Okay. My bad. Um, that was like recent. No. And I remember when it happened. I was just so intrigued by what was going on because this wasn't a, a time when like police brutality was at the forefront of everyone's mind or anything. Right. It was kind like of just happened. like it some... was still happening though. Like yeah, it was still happening. Numbers were still the same. We yeah. just weren't talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And people didn't have as many smartphones. Just posted sure, up yeah, everything. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if every cop had body cams, but anyways, it was dope in my mind because he was fighting the system and was wrongly um terminated i think for like uh filing a complaint against another cop and he's like fuck all this i'm gonna get revenge not the nicest way to do it but at the same time he played by the rules and was like what choice do i have yeah um, and i feel like that story kind of got swept under the rug after the fact so i'm glad Chappelle brought it up because people hopefully we'll now realize like hey there's people in the system who are trying to make change and even they can't fucking do it so yeah what do you expect like people are just gonna go crazy once you try to silence someone like after a while they're gonna have to do something crazy to, to make it clear that um they need to be heard 
So yeah. I thought that was dope. But I was curious if you think that Chappelle is gonna kind of always be known as, or more as a kind of like an activist who delivers it in a comedic way as opposed to the opposite. Because I feel like more and more recently, like his comedy is very, very focused on the times and what's going on. Um, so I'll go back to that, the, the, the Chris, was it his name, Chris Dorn? Chris Dorner? Yeah, Chris Dorner, sorry. So that joke was hysterical. That was a good punch, like, in the, and when, like, he said, like, the cops called him. Oh, yeah. It was like, you know, Mr. Chappelle, you know, we want to <laughs> keep you safe. And he's like, keep me safe? I'm good. Y'all need some help? Like, that yeah. shit, yeah, I was dying with that. Um, nah, man, so I, I really think he's a, a comedian who has a really good way of letting us know what's happening in the world. Whereas I don't, th I think this, this, whatever you want to call it, stand-up special, uh, TED Talk, was anomaly. This is just like, let Uncle Dave tell you how he feels about everything, right? I don't think we're going to get more of this. Um, because if you go back to the Stick and Stones one, which we both loved, uh, and then that actually dropped when I came to see you in August, um, I think that's more what he's about. Like, pushing the, like, yo, we're not going to be PC. Fuck that. A comedian should be able to say whatever the fuck they want as long as it's funny, blah, blah, blah. So I think he's more on that side of the things. Um, but I think he's reached the level of fucking fame. And like, dude, he won a fucking Mark Twain award this year where he can say whatever the fuck he wants. And you're going to stop what you're doing and listen to it for 20 to, to 20 minutes to an hour. So yeah. I think he, he knows his power and he can literally do whatever he wants. But if I had a bet... I think it'll be more the comedian who gives you a sprinkle of political things, but it's still funny. I don't think he was trying to be funny on eight four six, like yeah. at all. Like, yeah, that's like a I don't fair think he, like I don't think any jokes missed. He wasn't trying to make jokes. He's like, yo, I'm just gonna talk. But I do think though it was a full special, and he just spoke like that the last like hour or so. Yeah, I would think, and we'll find out in a year or so. But I, okay. I think that's what happened. I'm glad I, I had a chance to see him live uh, like three years ago oh, nice. when he came to L.A. I forget what the special was called. Um, they made you put your phone away, though, right? Yeah, they made us put our phone away so we couldn't do that shit. But he was uh, hilarious. Um, and that's what kind of kickstarted my interest in seeing comedy shows in general. Because right. before that, I had never gone. Um, went to one with my girl a few months ago. Like five six months ago and it was actually hilarious um so i definitely recommend it if if you haven't been um even if it's like a no-name person because every now and then you'll come across a comedian that just has some hilarious shit you would never expect it speaking of funny comedians i need you and our 25 listeners to watch rammy on hulu and that same rammy has a stand-up special called In My Feelings on HBO Go or Max, whatever the fuck it's called now. Uh -huh. But, bro, it's hysterical, bro. It's about an Arab kid from Egypt who grew up in New Jersey, American as fuck, but is still treated as a Muslim. And that hate made him become even more Muslim and, like, really become, like, a spiritual guy so he doesn't drink. But he keeps fucking up in life. Bro, it is... And it's funny, bro. It's funny. So, dude, definitely... How do you spell it? R-A-R-A-M-Y. Okay. Nice. Dude, Yo, I'll have to check it out. He's, he, he's our age, so it's just like a, you know, late 20s, early 30s guys, 
Like, dude, he's a normal American dude who's trying to figure out life, just happens to be uh, Muslim, but then also was like 10 or 12 during September 11th. So like, he also like felt hate at an early age. Like, bro, it's, it's, it's very fucking good, bro. And like, I know we both spoken about other episodes, like, do we feel like, damn, like, dude, should we even be in America right now? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, it was cool to watch this because imagine having that from the moment you're even somewhat understanding of the world. So from yeah. the age of 10 to 30, all he's been thinking is like, dude, do I even fucking belong here? Like, why am I here? Like, no one looks like me. And if you do, you're apparently a terrorist. Like, so it's cool. Like, it's funny but also has like real like damn that's fucking good writing so yeah, yeah definitely uh peep that bro. it's only two seasons you can finish that shit right away it's dope i'll have to check it out for sure yeah so yeah but he has a really cool stand-up on uh on hbo to like it's like an hour long and like not to give it away i'm getting like super excited talking about this shit because I, just, I just watched <laughs> this but uh <laughs> the last joke bro and again i hate when people say other people's just i'm not gonna give it away but it's something about the fact that <laughs> America is the weakest it's ever been, right? Because it literally, like, America, like, if you think of America, bro, like, we're the weakest we've ever yeah, been, right? People pity we us. Hate, people pity us, bro. Like, we're, we're the weakest we've ever been. We hate our president. We hate each other. We're the most divided. And then, so again, and mind you, this stand-up special is literally at the beginning of the year. So not even now. So, like, even if you think back to, like, the end of 2019, yeah. we still... Like America had like these past four years have exposed how weak we are, right? Fuck the economy, all that bullshit. That shit doesn't matter, bro. Like, like the stock exchange is bullshit when we're fucking in a national pandemic and recession, but my stocks are up 30 fucking percent. Like, like yeah. what the fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> so so the joke is like, yo, we're the weakest we ever been. So did September 11th work? Like, you know what I mean? And then you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, uh-huh. so yeah, definitely, yo, peep that shit when you have some time this weekend because it's really, it's a really good stand-up. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to check it out for sure. All right. So before we dip on episode 33, bigger picture, nice little flashback and look forward for the year. Definitely want to get some heat of the week. Um, so I'll let you take this to the stage. I have two heats of the week that I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll describe really quick. Honestly, I mean, it hurts to say it, but I really liked Trolls. Um, okay. I think it was the newest... Like the freshest style I've heard from Six Nine, I literally didn't even think it was his voice when I saw Dude, the music video. I was video. so thrown off by that shit. Like yeah. so thrown off. Yeah. I was expecting like a secret fucking feature to just hop in the music video or something. Like I don't know, uh, a boogie or something. But yeah, it was him. Um, the beats fire. Uh, Nikki did her thing, and I think it was just like a nice break from everything going on. It wasn't too like in your face. Like I'm a blood. I'm gonna kill you or anything. It was just. Him talking about being rich with Nikki's titties all out. Um, Super out. So yeah, it, it bumps in the car. Um, so I loved it and didn't have anything really bad to say about it. So I'm looking forward to the, the rest of the album. I'm curious what the other content is because even though he still kind of raps about, I mean, it's gonna history. be the same thing though. It's gonna be like yeah. 12 songs that he's trying to make each song a hit, which yeah. is not wrong, but it's also like there's no cohesiveness, you know? Right. Actually, I know I'm more interested to see the music, how the music videos progress, because he's already done done the colorful green screen shit. He doesn't bro, have. Like, they're all movies. gonna be like that, bro. He can't go outside. Right. Like he... But it's like, at a certain point, it's gonna have to. It's gonna have to get more. The shock value is gonna have to increase because before he just had a bunch of 
big booties. He came out of jail, whatever. Yeah, I can see then it being like animation, like just the car, you know, because he has that six nine yeah. caricature. It yeah. could be like a fucking like cartoon video. That's true. He'll probably only do that for like his reggaeton videos though, where it like doesn't matter a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that's why we go. I already added, yeah. added trolls to our audio theory playlist on iTunes, so we're nice. good with that. Uh, dude, for me though, I actually have two. So one, I'm gonna go with Snow on the Bluff by J. Cole. Got it. We didn't really get into that much, but I know you got a lot of backlash for this, bro. I really enjoyed the song. Get it out. I know, I don't know about you, dude, but I can relate to it, bro. So it's like, like, I know he was going at some rapper, some female rapper called No Name. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Do you? I think we talked about it very briefly in one episode once. She was the one who was, I think, said um, she doesn't want white fans to come to her shows or some shit. Oh, you did Remember say that. that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's all, literally all I know about her. I mean, yeah, what can I, expect I, from I was looking for her on Instagram. Like, yo, I, I couldn't even find her, bro. So. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's going at her in the song, but dude, like, but the song comes across as a, as a young black man who's super fucking rich and doesn't really know what to do to help the movement. Cause I do, I can see him being fucking confused by everything, right? Like, yes, my people are fucking struggling, but bro, life is pretty fucking amazing for me. And I'm like, I don't know what you expect me to say or do that's going to change this for you. And it makes me think, like, bro, like, why are we expecting young rap millionaires to be the ones to save us? You know, us, quote yeah. unquote, the wider us as like minorities and stuff, right? So that, like, I could really relate to that, bro. Like, fuck, man. Like, we need fucking politicians and people who know the fucking laws and lawyers to fucking yeah. step up and activists to fucking, yo, be on the fucking front lines. We're like, why are we expecting, you know, like, again, I, I don't want to do like the shut up and dribble thing because I know. People can use, you know, do multiple things and be a renaissance man. But like, why are we expecting that, bro? If we yeah. get it, it's a bonus. But I really feel like the song suggested like his own internal demons. Like, bro, like, what the fuck do you expect from me? Like, you don't yeah. know me. Like, dude, like, yes, I'm out here. I'm pro. Like, I, I, I'm going to be with you. But if you need me to be the leader of this whole revolution, like, bro, like, I'm not the guy. Like, I don't yeah. know what the fuck you want. Like, For sure. So, like, I thought that song was super dope, bro. The way he shed light on that in his normal j cole flow and it wasn't like like that was that was cool bro like it was yeah. again maybe the anti bigger picture like little baby but still very impactful you know like it's shit you can relate to bro because again if you're a well-off high upper middle class upper class human being in america and also happen to be black or a minority like bro like you may be looking at this shit like yeah it sucks but like all right i'll donate some money but i don't really know you, you need me to fucking be like the, the lead on this shit. like i don't i don't know what to tell you like yeah no i agree with all that i thought the song was dope um i think it just goes to show you that we kind of put celebrities on this pedestal granted the black community like these are a lot of their heroes or people like j cole and whatnot but at the same time I think a lot of people just literally wanted to see a picture of him like out in the streets just proving that his wokeness was real and like he's willing to sacrifice time and his privacy and whatever to, to be out on the front lines but at the same time i like i mean as like people like you and i who have good paying jobs and don't necessarily aren't necessarily struggling like a lot of these people um I think it is confusing trying to figure out like what we can actually do because we don't have enough money or savings to fucking change the world but at the same time um 
like I don't know how much of a fucking $25 donation or $100 donation right. what that's going to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm wary about charities in general like part of me believes a lot of them are scams. Do some shady shady shit. Um but I thought about it. I feel like the a lot of what we can do is probably unrelated to the cause itself. Cause like think about work, for instance, we don't have, as far as I know, we never had a program where we would basically have like inner city kids come to work and shadow us for a week, or we don't really hire from, you know, historically black colleges and things like that. So I think little changes like that, even though it's not directly related to racism could potentially help people in the long run because I, I vividly remember I went to this work dinner maybe like two years into having a job in advertising um, and I met this kid from Long Beach and he was like straight up from the hood claimed like his sister gifted him like a fucking AK-47 for for graduating or some crazy nice. shit like that like some shit you would hear out of like Afghanistan or something um and his sister was like a gangbanger and he didn't really know any other way but then he got this job which wasn't like super difficult to attain as far as i could tell and now he's making more money than he could have ever made in the past probably making six figures you know living in a decent neighborhood not worrying about getting shot at the grocery store and i feel like a lot of these kids don't realize like i mean yes it's hard but at the same time it's not this like fairy tale of of you know you need millions of dollars and uh smarts to be able to do like some of these jobs well and make right. a good living um and i feel like if they notice like hey people like you and i that look like you and i work in corporate america and and do fine and can um kind of be themselves and be accepted even though there's still a lot of bias and racism shit that goes on they might feel less hopeless and like oh i i my only options are drug dealing and playing basketball or right whatever it is so i don't know if j cole has like some foundation or can build i a think he does bro i think he does i think he has like a, I, I i i'm pretty sure he has like a bunch of charities um Especially like in North Carolina, bro. Like he's a god in North Carolina. Like I, I, when I lived in Charlotte, like dude, people fucking love him. So yeah, like I don't know. It was just a cool song where like I remember like Charles Bark when we were kids had a commercial like, yo, I'm not a fucking role model. You know what I mean? Like it's it's tough when these celebrities are like in the limelight and then there's expectations from the fans. Well, like, I supported you, so what are you doing for me? And it's like, well, I provided you with you know a service. Like I you know I performed. Like that's. Yeah. That's where this exchange is over, my friend. Like I don't have to, like, I don't owe you anything, but yeah, I know, man, it's tough. But like, and that song really resonated with me. So like, when he got backlash over it, I'm like, like what the fuck? You talk again, again. But we come from the privileged side of we're on the good. We're as of now, knock on wood, we're okay, right? Like we're accepted in corporate America. We're making good money. We're currently employed. We're not literally fucking looting stores because we want to sell that shit on eBay and fucking make money to feed our family. So, yeah. And maybe we're, we're the the way we hear it is more to how we feel than maybe somebody else who actually really feels hopeless right now. So, again, yeah. I get both sides, but as far as us and audio theory, I can really relate to that song, so it's definitely on my on our heat of the week playlist. Nice. Um, dude, but another song speaking to you about like 
Trolls, how it was a, a nice escape. Bro, this song was an amazing escape. I'm actually gonna play it. I don't give a fuck. We have like some censorship or whatever. <laughs> this song is called Baila Conmigo uh, by Victor Cardenas. It's like a fucking Spanish house DJ. Nice. Bro, I, shout out to my boy Rich for putting me on to this song. I heard this shit for the first time, bro, on Sunday at my boy's house, and I lost my fucking mind, bro. So just. I was it playing in your story? Yes! Okay, I think I heard part of it. Okay. So let's just play this shit. Let's, let's just play it out a little bit. Bro, this build up is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Sounds like some EDM, like, regular. Yeah, that's hard. I'll send it to you so you have it. Yeah. Bro, I already added it to the Audio 3 playlist. Bro, nice. bro I heard that shit because like, I hung out with my boys for the, literally the first time since my mom passed, since lockdown, so three and a half months. And I was like, bro, we're getting drunk, high, everything right now. And someone played this shit. I was like, this is a theme song. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely adding that. Not only to the, the Spotify audio, uh, Heat of the Week, but my own playlist. Bro, yeah, if you want to escape, bro, and just want to be in a good mood, especially with some drinks in you, that is the jam, bro. Nah, so, yeah. I might end up blacking out if I fucking add this to my playlist. <laughs> yeah, Violet con Conmigo, I'll send it to you in a second. You said Victor Cardenas? Yeah. And cool. Davi, so D-A-Y-V-I. Right, yep. Got it? Yep. All right, cool. Yeah, that song, bro, is bananas, bro. I heard that shit, like, literally. I think we played it back, like, five times. I was like, yo, bring it back. Nice. That's some bachelor uh, party song shit. That's some, yeah, Columbia for either of our fucking bachelor parties. Dude, all my trips got canceled, bro, officially. Bachelor party to August, done. Wedding, September, Barcelona, done. I'm like, fuck, bro. Yeah. Like, I knew it was going to happen, but, like, getting that official, like, yeah, I was like, damn. Yeah, like, just knowing for a fact there's not even a hint of a possibility. Yeah, yeah, like that, like, the, the, the grooms of both weddings saying, bro, like, we can't do it. I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. But, it is what it is, man. Uh, take us out, bro. Last last words. Last words. Um, just keep the keep the peace and keep the same energy. Uh, it's not over till it's over. So just stay strong, I guess. Yeah, bro. Stay safe, everyone listening. Uh, again, available on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Check us out, Audio Theory. Um, dude, I actually have gotten a lot of positive feedback from a lot of people recently, bro. I, I feel like a lot of people who are like afraid of like properly like getting the news, but I guess we've been able to deliver in a certain way where it's like more like attainable to take in. So yeah. um, that's pretty cool, right? Because again, to, to think that like I know we we do this for us, but the fact that people are listening and like are actually oh cool, I, I didn't even think about it that way. It's pretty cool, you know what I mean? Like in yeah, the hindsight of everything. So. Shout out to those people who reached out recently to say that they, that they really enjoy the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast as well, share it, like it, comment on it, uh, and we'll be back next week. Sounds good. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Uh, so continue to tune in and let your friends know if you enjoy it. Awesome. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Have a good one. Peace.